into midweek. Uh, we're happy to be together and uh, excited for what God is going to talk to us about. And thank you for joining us online. It's good to see you, always good to see you. Uh, we thank God for each and every one of you. I'm grateful for uh, this body and that he has put us together because it's he that orchestrates these kind of things. We couldn't make it happen if we wanted to. <laughs> it's him that orchestrates everything. And so we're grateful to him for that. So tonight I do want to uh, save some time to pray uh, at the end of this. So I'm going to make this as quick as possible. So whenever I say that, I'll maybe talk faster than I normally talk. <laughs> and I'm told that's fast enough. And so uh, but I just want to get through this and I want to give us a little bit of time to pray about this because this is something that the Lord has been uh, talking to me about and I believe, I really believe that he's talking to you about it too. And so uh, as I say it, it's going to confirm some things in you. And so uh, I believe that we can pray around this. And then uh, we have a video to show, a quick video, and then uh, we'll go from there, okay? So I want us to take uh, time to pray because when we hear what we're going to talk about, it, it can do to one of two things to us. It can excite us or it can become a burden to us. It can become a weight to us, and it shouldn't, but sometimes that's what these kind of words can do. Uh, so uh, think about how you receive this tonight. You know, there's different ways to receive the word of God. We see that in Mark chapter 4. There's different ways, different types of soil. But just keep your heart wide open uh, to the Lord because I believe that this could be a very significant or key moment for our church, okay? So uh, if you are tuned in at all to the Spirit of God, you can see and you can sense that there's a shift that is happening right now spiritually. Any keen sense of spirituality, you know that something is shifting again. We have this, it happens periodically, it happens. But every time a shift happens, there's requirements that God has that have to be met in order to take hold or lay hold of the shift that's taking place. And that's what he's been speaking to me about. Father, we thank you for this time together. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the value that we place on your word in this body. I know that each and every member loves your word. We love your word. We love to ponder and meditate on it. And we declare that each one of us are doers of your word. And we're seeing results and so we thank you for it holy spirit help me help me i thank you and i praise you in jesus name amen, amen. and so for us to stay in step with the holy spirit of god and what is what he's doing there's requirements on our part anytime a shift is happening like we're in at the moment uh if you'll listen, God will start to speak to you and confirm the requirements for you. He'll confirm that for you. Here's how you, this is what you need to do in your life. This is what you need to do. And he'll do that. And so for the past maybe two months, uh, I've been listening uh, for what he's requiring of me at this time. It's about two months now. And he's been confirming his word to me through, you know, during my study time, my daily study time, my prayer time, but also through other ministers that I listen to. And so I'm grateful to him for that. And I know, again, he's speaking to you too. I know he is during your prayer time. That's why prayer time and study time is important. We give him his time. 
And so I want to take a few minutes just to talk about one of the things that's required for us at this time right now. And, and I'll tell you, God's been talking to me about the rest of this year, 2021, and 2022. And what does 2022 look like for our church? And the word that keeps coming up in my heart over and over and over again when I think of 2022 is fruition. Fruition. And we throw that word a lot, a, around a lot. But I looked it up today, and it says pleasurable use or possession, enjoyment. And then it says the state of bearing fruit or realization. That's what fruition means. Some other words that have the same meaning are accomplishment, achievement, actualization, attainment, fulfillment. These are the words he's using when he speaks to me about 2022. And 2022 can be the year that we as a church, both collectively and individually, we can see fulfillment or attainment of the things we have stood in faith for our entire lives, for some of us, <laughs> our entire Christian lives, for some of us. Or, and, and there's, I should say not or, and there's an enjoyment that God wants us to experience. Even in the midst of all this chaos, there's an enjoyment. And another definition for enjoyment is the action of possessing and benefiting from. That's enjoyment. <laughs> when I possess what God has for me, and when I'm benefiting from everything that Jesus bought and paid for, I'm going to enjoy myself. <laughs> There's enjoyment there. And so this could be the year that we take possession of that which God has set aside for us for such a time as this. It's no accident that we've talked about our mission, our vision, our values uh, in this, of this church. It's no accident that we've been talking about priorities. We've been talking about the response that faith requires. We've been talking about bearing fruit that remains. We've been talking about all these things. It's no accident that God has been bringing messages in front of me from other ministers talking about, are you all in? you hear that message? All in. Are you all in? And uh, it's not just something that we shake our head in agreement to and go, yeah, I'm all in. That's what we do, though. We say, yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. Yes, I want everything that God has us, has for me. It's about counting the cost. Counting the cost of my availability and my surrender to God and the things that he's called me to. Being all in is not convenient. It's not for our flesh. It's never convenient for our flesh being all in. Nor is it easy, but this is a requirement for the days that we're living in. If we want to experience what God has preordained for us to have. God has recently brought a message from one of the ministers I listened to about partial obedience. Now, he's talking to me. He's talking to me. And so when he talks to me, guess who I get to talk to? <laughs> I get to talk to you. <laughs> and so because it's, it's not just for me. This is for our church and partial obedience. And I was reading in the book of Genesis on our father Abraham and how father Abraham we talk about how God promised him a son and he had to wait so many years because some people will say because God was making him an example for us so someone being fully persuaded and so God you know made him wait tested his patience so he's an example he's in the hall of faith and he's for us so we can learn. Well, do you know that Abraham caused a delay 
because he only obeyed partially. <laughs> Let's look at that. Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 1. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land I will show you. Verse 2. I will make you into a great nation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. I mean, that's shouting ground right there. Woohoo! Glory to God. That's awesome. And he's promised that to us through Abraham. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families, here we are. This is our scripture right here. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Glory to God. All right. So verse 4 says, so Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed. So he left. But then what does it say? And Lot went with him. Did God tell him to take his nephew? No. God said, leave them. Leave them. So he obeyed, but not fully. So you know what happened? Scholars believed that Terah, his father, went with them as well. And he was so old, he couldn't travel. They waited five years outside of Canaan because they had to wait for him to die. Five-year delay. By the time they got to Canaan, there was a famine in the land they couldn't stay. They had to go to Egypt. What happened in Egypt? Sarah, remember? They had to lie, <laughs> cheat, <laughs> do all this stuff. They didn't have to, that, was that God's plan? No, no, no. He told them, leave your family there, come out and go do it. Now he probably thought, well, my father, I don't want to dishonor him. He's getting old. I, think, I don't see why God, you know, we put our plan together. Here's God's first step. We'll do yours, but here's what I think you, you're telling me to do. Take my father with us because he's old. I don't want to leave and dishonor him. And my only nephew, when his father died, I became, he was like my son. Surely God wants me to include him too. So he took him along. You know, we, we do part of it. We, we obey, step out, obey. But then he, you don't hear anything else. So you say, well, he must mean for me to do this too. And I'm sure there was like talking, well, we, who are we? Can't we go with you? Can't we be famous too and our name be great too? You know, we're part of your family. He said all the families of the earth. Well, he must mean yours. You know, so he was, he delayed. Delayed the blessing of the Lord on his life. It came. And thank God for his mercy because God was merciful to him. In fact, while they traveled on their way, Lot started inheriting more stuff. <laughs> and, and Abraham started inheriting more stuff. And so then they got to a place where conflict started to come. Lot wasn't even supposed to be there. If Lot wasn't there, there'd be no conflict. There'd be none. Lot was there, wrong place. So now they have to separate. So what did Lot do? Oh, that place looks nice over there. Hindsight is 2020. So he looked over there to Sodom and Gomorrah. Wow, look at how green and grassy that area is. So he took all his stuff, all his cattle, because he was rich. So he took all his stuff. I'm sure God would have made him rich back in Ur of the Chaldeans where he was. God had a plan for him. And so then Abraham settled in, I think it was Hebron, he settled in. So then Lot's area, his territory, war broke out. So what happened? Abram had to go intervene and help him. So now he had to go do that. There's more time, more time away from whatever God had for him. So now he's going to fight his battles for him. So then you, you remember what happened. Lot got more salt than he could ever use. His wife turned into a pillar of salt. Lost his wife. Lost his wife. And there was, all, you know, all the bickering and all the strife. And we look at Abraham and we're like, he's a man of faith. Yes, he is. <laughs> and, and he had to exercise even more faith. 
<laughs> because that promise was delayed. But I, I'd love to see what would happen if he just obeyed God and said, Dad, you're staying here. Lot, no, you can't come with us. God, let God speak to you and tell you what you need to do, but here's what he's telling us to do. We're stepping out in faith. I don't know, I guess we're going into full-time ministry right now. So he's called us to separate. So here we go. So they step out and they leave, and, and I think the promise would have came much sooner. Isaac uh, would have come much sooner if that was the case. And who knows, maybe there wouldn't have been an Ishmael. And look at what that country's doing right now. Do you see? Do you see? So when we partially obey, partially obey, we delay the blessings of God and it affects somebody else. Our decisions always affect someone else. We may think it's just me and my family right here and this is the decision I'm making for my family. No, your decision is affecting others. Your decision is affecting others the kingdom of God. And so we need to fully obey in this time that we're living at. Rick Renner talked about how this happened in his life where he was told, he heard distinctly, like clearly leave that church. And so he said, okay. He knew, he said, we didn't have to go, I, I don't know what God said. No, he said, leave means leave. So they left, but they didn't hear anything else. So he thought, hmm, I know. God wants us to start a church. He said, that church, he said, we started it. God never told him to do it. He said, we started it. He said, me and my wife, he said, I don't need, I'm embarrassed to tell you the kind of house we lived in with our firstborn son. It was so dilapidated. He said, it was the most embarrassing thing. We couldn't pay any bills. He said, we were so out of the will of God. But we obeyed, we left, we did the first step, but we stopped short at obeying fully. And so partial obedience has fruit. It produces fruit. Just like the fruit of obedience, we know what that is. The word of God says in Isaiah, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. And so the ground is going to yield for you when you are willing and obedient. It will yield. It has to yield because you are willing and obedient. And so in this shift that's occurring in the spirit right now, we've got to be fully obedient to God and be all in, fully committed to him, not just when my calendar is clear or when I have nothing else to do, God, you can count on me or when I get past this situation, or where you clear that path, or when, you know, I get a better job, when I start making money, more money, you know, when my, my weekends are more free. No, no. Now I need to be leaning in, and I need to be fully obedient, all in to him. Anything less than that is not an all-in attitude. We're good at telling God the things we're doing for him. Like, this is what I'm doing. Chip talked about that. He said, here's my list. <laughs> I'm teaching home group. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Okay, we're not talking about doing more. We're just talking about doing what God told you to do. <laughs> fully. Fully. Not talking about doing more. Forget the more. Let's just do what he told us to do. Fully. <laughs> right? Fully. Fully do what he told us to do. Because that's what he's requiring of us at this moment. At this moment. It's not about doing more. It's about being who he called us to be and fully obeying him every step of the way. Every step. I like what Bob Yandian said. He said, God isn't looking for qualifications. He's looking for faithfulness. Lord, forgive us. Forgive us. He just wants to know if, if we're all in. Or does someone or something else have our attention? Are we all in? We put ourselves at the top of our list, even though we say God is there. No, it's really us. It's really us. And so our lives and our actions need to reflect that. If God is at the top of our list, 
Our actions and our fruit that our lives produce should reflect it, should reflect it. So we'll look at, real quick, Philippians chapter 3, and we're going to close, and we're going to pray. I'm going to read it out of the message, because this is what I believe this requirement of being fully obedient, not partially obedient. This, this verse in the uh, uh, like King James Version, it talks about heeding the upward call. It talks about that higher call. I like how the Message Bible says it, though. It says, I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have it made, but I'm well on my way. This is Paul talking, remember. Reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an, ex an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning um, us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal, those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Oh, yeah, we're all going to see it. We're going to see it. Now that, we're on, on, now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. And then 17 to 19 says, Stick with me, friends. Keep track of those you see running the same course, headed for the same goal. There are many out there taking other paths, choosing other goals, and trying to get you to go along with them. I've warned you of them many times. Sadly, I'm having to do it again. All they want is Easy Street. They hate Christ's cross, but Easy Street is a dead-end street. <laughs> John Maxwell always says nothing significant, or nothing, how does he say, uh, everything that is significant is uphill. It's not easy. It's always uphill. Those who live there make their bellies their gods. Belches are their praise. All they can think of is their appetites. But there's far more to life for us. For who? For those, where he said, who want everything God has for us. Are you in that category? I'm in that category. And so we put ourselves in that category. He doesn't. We put ourselves in that category. You understand? We move from here to here. <laughs> we do that. It's an act of our will and our choice to do it. He will not move your feet for you. We have to do it. He will not change your heart for you. You have to do it. So he said, uh, but there's far more to life for us. We're citizens of where high heaven. We're waiting the arrival of the Savior, the Master, Jesus Christ, who will transform our earthly bodies into glorious bodies like his own. He'll make us beautiful and whole with the same powerful skill by which he is putting everything as it should be under, in, and around him. That's where we are. That is where we are right now. He's using his powerful skill. And he's showing us. He's speaking to us clearly. If we'll just sit down and say, what's my next step? That's, that's what he's asking for. Like I said, he's not looking for qualifications. He's looking for faithfulness. He's looking for, if I said I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I'm completing it. Not a I'm not just someone who's going to start. I'm going to finish. I know. I'm guilty of that. We start everything. But do we finish it? Do we finish it? And that's, I'm so glad he's not just the author of our faith, but he's a finisher. And I'm with him. And so I'm a finisher. I'm a finisher. If I serve the author and the finisher and I belong to him, I'm going to start and I'm going to finish exactly everything that he's called me to do. I don't want to do things halfway for him. 
I want to ensure that I am not partially obedient, but I am fully obedient and I'm all in, not just shaking my head in agreement, saying, yeah, all in, all in. Everybody put your hands in. Woohoo, team go. No. <laughs> and then walk away and go, what did I say I was going to do? Oh, I'm sorry. I can't make it this week. Oh, I'm sorry. Something else came up. Sorry, can't do it. Nope, nope, can't do it. Sorry, God. I'm so glad he doesn't do that to us. <laughs> yeah, God sees my heart. That's our big, that's such an excuse. God sees our heart. Yes, he does. And he also sees your lack of action. <laughs> he sure does see your heart. And your heart also reveals, your actions reveal your heart to him. But he knows my heart. He knows, he knows, you know, I would if I could. You can do all things. Do you believe it or not? <laughs> all things according to his riches and glory. He's coming back for that church that's fully obedient, for that church that's all in, all in. And when he comes back, I don't want to be sitting on the back row. Not, nothing, I'm not saying nothing against the back row, guys. That's, <laughs> everybody's going to turn around. Who's in the back row? What I mean is you could be on the front row but be in the back. <laughs> you can be on the front row and your attitude is on the back row. You got it? You got what I'm saying? It's not about your seat physically. It's about where your heart is. Your heart can be in the back, at the back door. Check it out. Check it out. I'm just holding on until Jesus comes. That's not what he's coming back for. He's coming back for a church that's thriving. And I want to be a part of that. And so he's talking to us. He's showing us how to come up higher. How to come up higher. And I know we all have things in our life. I've got things in my life that, you know, I feel like I'm trying to go higher and they're holding on to my feet. Get off my feet. You ever feel that way? I'm trying to go up higher. That's how it feels sometimes. There's too much stuff. Too much, and it's not my stuff. Why do I got people's stuff? You ever feel that way? Yeah. And it's not just because I'm a pastor. This is like just regular stuff. Pastoral stuff I'm used to. That I could deal with. There's a grace to deal with that. I love that stuff. No, this is other stuff. I'm just like, get off. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> Woman, you are loosed. <laughs> you know? And so I'm just speaking the word of God, you know, and I'm like, but God, I'm trying. No, there's, there's things that he can show us how to navigate even through that. He can show us how to navigate even through that. But we've got to be willing Willing, obedient, and the ground will yield fruit for us. Amen. Willing and obedient. Willing and obedient. And so it's time for us, for those who really want to be used by God in this last hour, and those who are ready to experience fruition and enjoyment, attainment of everything that God has provided for us in this life, to stop making excuses because that's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> it's excuses. And so, uh, and stop being distracted. Plant two feet in the ground and say, God, I'm all in. Not just a shake of my head, but I'm going to let my action show you I'm all in. You can trust me. When I say I'm going to do something, I'm doing it. When I commit to something for you, I am going to see it all the way through. I am not going to get tired and quit because life got hard. No, that's not an excuse for me. No more. Not an excuse for me anymore. I will see it all the way through from start to finish. And I need your help, Holy Spirit, to do that. And then we let our actions show it. Lip service will get us nowhere. It's, 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 lip service will get us nowhere. He is requiring our full surrender, availability, and faithfulness in this hour. Our complete surrender our availability, and our faithfulness to him. That's what's required. For us to have that 2022 attainment, 
fulfillment, what you want to call it, accomplishment, whatever he's telling you for 2022, here's what's required. We've got to be all in. And, you know, it's not even anymore about sitting on the fence or this and that. No, mm -mm. It's, not, it's not about that. We're, we're past that. We're not camping on that anymore. We're talking about how much do I want of God? I like what Christopher Allen posted a, a while ago. He said, I, I screenshotted it because it spoke to me. It said, to be spirit-filled is not about how much of the Holy Spirit I have. It is rather about how much of me does the Holy Spirit have. How much of me does he have? How much of me does he have? Does he have all of me? Or does he have all of me when everything is going okay? If I change my tune or I change how I do things based on the current conditions and things that I see, then the word that I'm reading that I say I'm in faith, about I'm not because you don't change your position you don't change what you're doing when life gets hard when things come at you you don't change it if you're staying in the Word of God and walking by faith not by sight because if you change it then you're walking by sight you're walking by sight and I again I'm speaking to Maria Murphy <laughs> I'm speaking to me I've changed things. Lord knows I've changed things. <laughs> because, well, life got hard. <laughs> life got hard. So, you know, I, it's, it's been hard to, to do that. So I haven't done it. <laughs> but did you say you were going to do it? Yeah, I did. I, I said I was going to do it every day. But you're not doing it. No, I'm not doing it. So what, what's going on? This is how I talk to myself. <laughs> this is me counseling Maria Murphy. This is my counseling session. Pull up a seat. And just start asking questions. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're right. I'm not doing it. All right, so what are you going to do to change it? Well, right now, nothing. <laughs> Quite honestly, nothing. Because I don't see what I could do. No, that's not the right attitude. And then when I do this for a while and things start to pile up, then this happens. Then he says, okay, how much do you want of me? What do you want to see in your life? What are you looking to accomplish? What are you looking for me to accomplish in you? And so, I, you know, I had to sit down and really think about it. <laughs> and uh, I thought about it and I said, you know, if this, what we're doing right now, and don't get me wrong, I love all of this. I love this church. I love this family. I love what God is doing. But if this is it, we can shut the church down tomorrow and go on our way. Are you satisfied with just this, with 10 people come to church? Are you satisfied? Ask yourself. Answer, no, yes, no, yeah, we got to ask these questions. Are you satisfied with just 10 people in church? We come together, our nice club, we say, hello, how you doing? We're going to do this and that, and then we go on our way. I'm not satisfied. We can shut the church down. I could do that with another church family. Why do we need church families if we're not seeing the power of God, the miracle-working, life-changing power of God resonant in this church all the time if we're not changing lives out on the street if we're not doing what God's called us to do this is a club and we could shut it down right. we could shut it down on Saturday those of you who come we're gonna ask some questions one of them because as Christians one of the things that we are so good at is telling people what we're against but we never tell them what we're for what are you for so we're going to ask the question, what is this church for? And then we're going to ask another question, what do you think people think this church is for? They could care less what you and I are doing right now in these four walls. They could care less. They're looking, what are you doing for us out here? What are you doing for us? What is your church doing for us out here? They could care less if we come, shout, have a good old time, and go home. They could care less. It doesn't affect them one way or another. So here's a question. If our church closed down tomorrow, would it matter to this community? Would it matter? Would it make one iota if Father's House Family Church didn't exist tomorrow? God asked me that question. And we got to answer it. 
We're responsible to answer it. And on Saturday, we can do some more answering to that question. That's one of our sessions. Because he had me hear that for a purpose. And so we're going to talk about that. But that's what this is about, fully committed. And no, we're not closing the church down. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Those of you watching, we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> we are not closing the church down. But I'm trying to, to, to bring that point across. What are we doing? Are you satisfied with what we're doing? As the pastor, I'm not, quite literally. I love, again, I love our services. I love the word. I love to teach the word. I love our praise team. I love our children's workers. I love our greeters, our ushers. I love seeing you all every week. I love our online audience, but there's so much more. God loves us all too, <laughs> but he wants more for us too. He wants more for us too. And so we're just going to take a few moments and let's just, you know, you might have to go to a corner of the room. You can bury your face in your seat so nobody hears you. I don't care. You might have to go outside to the parking lot, whatever you want to do. I just want to get before the Lord just for a few minutes. And, you know, while I was studying for this, I, it was all I could do to, like, keep it together. Because when, when God starts talking to you like that, it's correction. But on the other side of correction, my heart gets so excited because I know what he has for us. He's not trying to bring us down and correct. That's not correction to get down there, you little worm. That's not what he's doing. He's picking us up and go, you don't even realize what's on the inside of you that I've put in you for such a time as this. Get up. <laughs> Come up here. Look me in the eye and let me tell you what I've put on the inside of you. And I charge you to go. I charge you to do this. He, that's what he's doing when he's correcting us. He's picking us up and bringing us up so Ever have that happen with you and your father? Huh. Come up here so I can see eye to eye with you. That's what he's doing with us tonight. He's pulling us up higher to him and saying, come on, let's have this one-on-one -on -one right now. Let's talk. Let's just find out what I have for you. Because no, you're right. You're dissatisfied. You've told me you're dissatisfied. And I am too. Because I know I have more for you. I have more in you. Again, not to do more things and busy ourselves with more things, but to do the right things. <laughs> the right things and to fully do them the way he's called us to do them. Amen. Glory to God. So, Kent, do you mind playing? I, you, we left it on for a reason. We knew, we knew this was going to happen. All right. Just for a few minutes. And you, again, you don't have to stand. You could sit right where you are. I'll just sit right here. And just close your eyes, those of you who are watching us online, and just let the Lord speak to you concerning these things. Ask yourself the question, am I all in? Do my actions show God that I am all in with what he's doing right now? with this shift that's happening in the spirit? Am I all in? Am I in the right place so when things start happening, I'm positioned and I'm aligned for him to use me? Am I completely surrendered to him? Or has the cares of this world crept in and stopped me from producing fruit? Because that's what happens. The devil will come in and my life, I stop producing fruit. And the fruit that I produce is how others know that I'm even a Christian, that I'm a Christ follower. So Father, we open our hearts to you right now. Right where we sit, we open our hearts. Forgive us, we repent. We repent right now for allowing things 
the things of this world, the things, the very things in this world that are not going to matter in short order. They're all going to disappear. And the only thing that will remain is your word and the works that we do for you. You've called us to do good works for you. And they're all for the advancement of your kingdom. And so we repent. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, to help us surrender completely, to give our hearts, and not just our words, but our hearts to the Lord. Show us the areas, Father God, that we're not all in. We're not all in. Show us those areas tonight. Which areas are, are we holding back from you? Because you never hold back anything from us. And so show us. Show us those things that we've started and we've not finished. Show us how to be like Jesus, the starter and the finisher. Show us those areas that we need to come up higher. Maybe we've gotten comfortable. We're just okay and comfortable. And we're okay turning out something mediocre or average. But we know you want us to serve with excellence. You want us to produce excellence. Show us those things where we've gotten lazy, lax. Show us those areas. Show us those areas. Holy Spirit, reveal those to us so we can change, so we can make a change. We can make a change. Oh, Spirit of God, we thank you that you reveal these things to us. Our hearts are open because we, we want your plan to come to fruition. We want enjoyment in 2022, throughout this year, through the rest of the year. We want to see a move of the Spirit of God where we'll not have to go out. We won't even have to go get them. They'll run to the altar. They'll run to the altar where the fire of God falls in this place. And it can't be denied. Oh, Spirit of God. Spirit of God. We want to see you move. We don't want anything to clutter our hearts. We don't want anything. Show us the things that have our attention, that have drawn us away from you. And we'll make that correction. We'll make that correction. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, Rosoro Brustele Brastike. Ondo Robosiri Imbrestele Brasta. Ondo Robosi Ingre Neshando Roboseta. Come on and just pray in the spirit with me. In the brass on the robron, the Ramon Grande, Elian Brosha You have my heart, you have my heart, you have my heart. O Robosi and the Rendiando Roboshere Brando, O Ramandende Celebrando. We surrender, we surrender, we surrender. Oh, we surrender, we surrender, we surrender. Ando robosondo robosi alabrando, ora mandro celiando shorobrose, 
to God and when we look at how he's using us or how he's used us and we use words like faithful faithfulness is a word that's present tense it should not be past tense I've been faithful it should be I am faithful I continue to be faithful because if we've stopped, then we're not faithful. And so God is, is longing for people who can just be faithful, just to do what we've said that we would do, that we've already committed to, not to commit to new things, but to just do the things that we've already committed to, that we've told him, yes, Lord, I say yes, Lord, to your word and to your will. And then we've stopped because circumstances have changed. And that's our starting point. That's our starting point. That's where we need to start. That's the place to start. And as we serve him and as we take those steps, we check on our service. Am I excited about it now? As I was excited when I first got saved and I'm serving Jesus. <laughs> he gave his life for me, now I'm serving him and I'm all excited. I was all in back then. Am I still all in now? Am I still as excited about serving him? Am I still as excited about telling somebody about him? Am I still stirred up about the things of God and the Holy Spirit? Am I still stirred up about his word? Or have I relaxed, son? I put my time in. Now I can relax. No. That's not how the kingdom of God works. That's not how it works. That's not what he requires. He requires for us to come up higher. And so, Lord, in obedience to you, fully obedient. We tell you we're willing and we're obedient. Our hearts are open. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you continue to speak to us even as we leave here. You speak to us. You show us those areas that we need to make some changes in. And we're going to do it. I, right now, I'm telling you, I'm going to do it. I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. I thank you, Father, for another opportunity. <laughs> Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. And you've given us another opportunity to make any type of correction that we need to. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's faithful. He's faithful now. In this time, he's faithful. Glory to God. Thank you, kid. We're going to get ready to give. Ivan, you can go ahead and play that video.
every one of you, you have a journey to take. Your first step is your most important step. You don't go up to the top. You grow up to the top. You are one decision away from shifting your life from where it is right now to a totally different place. So often our setbacks are setups. It's just hard to see it at the time. What if you interrupted that pattern of thinking and simply said, what do I want? That takes your energy and focus off of the problem and begins to focus you on a solution. Success is a series of steps, not one giant leap. Commitment will get us to the starting line. Consistency will get you to the finish line. You were born. You were created for your life to count. ready for Saturday. Those are the speakers, the, the speakers that you see there, Valerie Burton, Ed Milet, Jamie Kern-Lima, and Jeff Henderson. Uh, what a lineup and what a powerful, phenomenal content we're about to get into on Saturday. Uh, all of these speakers are born-again Christians. Jeff Henderson was a pastor. Uh, his really spoke to me. Um, all of theirs, them spoke to me, but I, that, that, I just tell you, God just used Jeff Henderson that day uh, to just uh, really speak to me. Uh, but all of them, you're going to get something from it. Those of you who are watching us and maybe you haven't signed up, but you say, you know what? I may not even be a part of a team, but I want to come and be a part of it. We'll open it up to you if you want to serve on a team later on. You can come and be a part of it. Just get in contact with us. Uh, I'm excited about this because we're not just using this as an event. Um, that we're just going to do the event and then we're just going to move on. Uh, we are going to stop at, you know, at the end of it and we're going to do some action plans uh, for the church for 2022 and you're going to help me do that. Yeah. Real quick. One thing that hinders believers. Hold on. Let me get you a mic. is preconceived ideas of how God is going to do something yeah. and what he might ask you to do. His preconceived ideas. Mm -hmm. Do all that you can to get rid of those ideas because they're a lot smaller and God is big. That's good. There are things in me, there are things in you that we haven't even identified yet. Yeah. That need to rise to the top. Amen. So as for me, yeah. one thing that she said a couple of times, very important, very important. It's not about doing more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you get on a hamster wheel yeah. and it never stops. Mm -hmm. I can only look at the person in the mirror and say, Lord, mm. in this season, what am I supposed yeah. to do? Without any preconceived ideas. Right, right, right. Without our plans. Anything. Right, right, yeah. Anything, because when we begin to think about what he might ask yeah. or how he might do it, <laughs> right. then we just put him in our little box, and that's as far as he can go. That's right. It's according right. to our will. That's right. Not just his. That's good, yeah. We, we start, and we can start to get in front of him. And you know, there are things in my life that I never knew that I could do until I took the step to go and do it. Right. And then I was like, how come I didn't do this before? <laughs> right? I, no, it's never going to work. Nope, that will never work. I, it won't work. I'm just letting you know. It, I, someone probably tried it and it didn't work. Oh, it worked. <laughs> that's, you know, that's how we got the light bulb. That's how we got planes. Yeah. That's how we got, the, that technology was always there. Yep. Always there. The law of lift was always in place. 
But it wasn't until someone took the step and said, oh, let's see how we can do this and make it work. Well, that's how it is with us. We can't have that preconceived idea of, well, this is the box that I'm in, and he's just going to use me in this way. Because that's how, you know, he always used. Well, it could be different this time, right? It could be different. And you never know until you take that step. Amen. All right, we're going to give. Did we do the envelopes? I think we might have done the envelopes. Okay, good. Those online, you can go to our website to give. Again, if you would like to come to the Live to Lead event on Saturday, it starts at 9 a.m. It's a replay of the actual event that took place two weeks ago. And so uh, if you would like to come, uh, you can do so by just getting in contact with us and we can uh, get you to the right place and, and you can be here. Lunch will be provided. A little breakfast and coffee will also be provided. So come and be a part of it. Uh, I know that uh, it's going to really help us. Every time we've, so we did this uh, last year, but anytime we do something like this as a pastor, and I've told this to other churches about this, I always see our leadership team come up higher, every time. And so anytime we invest in people, this is a, a, you know in a business setting, in church, wherever it is, anytime you invest in your people, they will always come up higher. And that is what we're seeing in this body, and that is what we will continue to see. And so I'm excited about it because I'm excited to be working together with each of you because that's what we're doing. We are going to work together uh, to do for God what he wants us to do. And the world's going to know what we're for, not what we're against, what we're for. They're going to know what we're for, and they're going to know that God is for them. They're going to know. Because so many people think God is against this, he's against this, he's against you, because you don't do what I do. <laughs> Basically, that's what we say. You are not doing what I do, so God's against you. Well, whose standard is that? <laughs> you know. And so God's against this, against that. No, they're going to know through this church what we're for and what God is for. And he's for them. He's for people. He wants everybody to come to know him. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, go ahead. You can go ahead and receive the offering tonight. Thank you so much for your faithful giving. We really, really appreciate it. God appreciates it. Thank you for being cheerful in your giving when it's time for offering. I don't see people moping. <laughs> we get excited, amen, like get all excited. And so uh, we get to give, and so I'm grateful for that every time. And so uh, we had two individuals this week just come to the office to bring seed. They wanted to name their seed and wanted us to stand in agreement with them for what they're believing for. If you ever want to do that and you want one-on-one -on -one agreement for a seed that you're sowing, come see me. We're here during the day. And God's good. He is faithful. And I love doing that. So come and do that. Father, we thank you for this time together. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your great grace that's upon us all. Great grace. We are entire, lacking nothing. In Jesus' name. I thank you that that is coming to fruition. Oh, I've been praying that out for so long. Entire, with great grace, lacking nothing. And so I thank you that that is coming to fruition. Show us the things we need to do so that way we can receive all that you have for us and we can work in full partnership and cooperation with you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. So we'll see you Friday uh, for prayer, 7 p.m. right here, corporate prayer. Uh, also uh, during the day, tomorrow, 11 here, oh, at the park tomorrow, or at the boat ramp tomorrow, oh, right here, 11, okay, tomorrow, uh, also uh, Saturday, for those who are interested, if you have not signed up, just please let me know if you're going to come, uh, and that starts at 9, but we get here around 8.30, coffee, whatever you want, and we'll get started right at 9, it should end around 2 o'clock, uh, I'm not sure if we'll be doing the last session or not, we'll see uh, if they gave that to us, because John, really was led of the Holy Spirit, and oh my goodness, we were in tears. 
uh, and he went off script, but that was good. He needed to go off script and he prayed for all of us. So I'm hoping that they gave us that. Uh, that will be really great to see. Um, I would receive that prayer again. Uh, so uh, Saturday and then Sunday. We're back on Sunday. Did you have a good time this past Sunday? I know he was surprised. <laughs> I know he was surprised. He was very surprised. He was kind of upset. No, he wasn't upset. He was fine. Um, so he, his birthday is today and tomorrow, and literally today and tomorrow. So say happy birthday to him today and tomorrow. People are like, what? Yeah, because we always celebrated his birthday on the 20th of October. And then when he went to go do his Social Security, they're like, your birthday is on the 21st, not the 20th. I can't change it. To me, it's always been the 20th. And the reason that is so significant to me is because mom's birthday is on February the 20th. His was October 20th. And my sister's was March 20th. Mine was January 7th. And so my sister told me I was adopted because every family has their birthdays on the same day except mine. So that's why it's so significant to me. So his birthday will always be on the 20th to me. But you can tell him happy birthday today and tomorrow. He'll take it. <laughs> that doesn't mean he's aging like he's 82 now. No, 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 no. He's still 80. God bless you. Have a good night. Thank you. For